It's the Andy Thompson Show on ESPN 97.7. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. It's time for our tailgate tour with uh, Mr. Poppy. You hear it every week right here on your local sports leader. We welcome in uh, Poppy. Uh, who is our expert on all stadia around the country? He's been to over, he's been to all of them except for a handful, and he'll be finishing out his tour in the next year or two. But they keep adding schools, so it might be a few years. How's it going, Poppy? Really well. Good to be on with you guys. We got uh, Big Game James in the house, as well as Rustin Burnside. Say hello to yeah. Mr. Poppy, guys. Poppy, welcome yeah. back. <laughs> hello, hey, Poppy. All right. So, so last week uh, we did. Uh, we did the best just stadium as far as the, the building itself and kind of the surrounding area and Washington won Husky stadium, right? Yeah. It's a great location, a great building. And we've done mascots. We've done all of them. You can go listen to them on, uh, if you search the Andy Thompson show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast to get up to date. One of my favorite segments every week, Poppy, what is the topic this week? Well, before I go to that, I need to clean up a little bit from last week because at the very end, someone there, you or Bernsey or somebody, questioned why I hadn't mentioned anything about these two wonderful stadia in California, the Coliseum in L.A. and yes. and the Rose Bowl up in Pasadena. Why, if you're just looking at the stadium, forget the experience, why would they not be mentioned? And I, I was kind of drew, I wasn't quick on my feet, and so I didn't have a good response. Well, I thought about it immediately afterwards and realized, hey, those are not college football stadia. That's why mm. they're not on the campus. They're not. They're not part of the university. They're just big stadia that they use for the game. So they didn't deserve to be in there. That's why they're out. All right, mm-hmm. great answer to that question. They're multi-purpose stadiums, not even on the campus, not even really just the school's uh, stadium. I agree with that analysis. All right. Um, yeah, good. What is the what's so the category? Week, yeah. So this week it's I. I Wanted to talk about schools that blew it. I mean, we've talked a lot about the best of this and the best of that. Yes. I wanted to talk about some schools that had the opportunity to really have a special place, a special environment, a special facility, and for some reason they blew it, and it's too late now. The two, two roads have diverged, and being one traveler, you know that poem. They can't <laughs> go back. And so these, these, these five schools should feel terrible that they had a great opportunity to be a big-time program. And they aren't. Okay, fantastic. Let's do it. Okay, number five. Do you do your countdown or did I just start in? Oh, I'll do my countdown. Sometimes you have a little, uh, you know, honorable <laughs> mention list before the top five, so I wanted to leave room for that. But no honorable mentions, Bobby? Or do you want to do those I do after? Have, well, I'm going to save those to the end because I don't want to okay. spoil the – I don't want to spoil it. Good go idea. Ahead. Do number five. All right. Number five. Oof. Okay, number five, a little school we like to call Princeton University, who had the foresight to schedule the very first college football game with Rutgers back in 1869. So they got their guys together and said, hey, football, let's play this new game. And they played it, and they played it well. And, in fact, they won 22 national championships before 1900. I mean, there weren't that many schools playing, but still. Amazing. They, they, they could have been a power. They could have built a big, a big stadium there. They had a Heisman Trophy winner right after the Heisman was started. But then they joined the Ivy League, and the Ivy League immediately banned all postseason play. They wanted to be very serious about academics, and so that was the end of college football. Not just in Princeton, 
But in all eight of the Ivy League schools, and really all of the Northeast, you think about Boston and New York yes. and Philadelphia, yes. Washington, D.C., there's no big-time college football no. in any of those cities. No. And it's because those people had the chance when, they, when the game started and just let it slip away. That is a great point. Yeah, the Northeast, all they care about is, you know, the NF. They have no... Anyway, I'm just repeating what you just said. All right, number four. <laughs> number four is, is close to my heart. The University of Chicago, for a lot of the same kind of reason. They started the Big Ten. The, the University of Chicago, with all these other Midwestern big state schools, they had the very first Heisman winner in Jay Burwanger. They were coached by this famous guy, Amos Alonzo Stag, yes. who basically invented modern football. They dominated Michigan. And then they decided, no, we want to focus on academics. And they pulled away. They, instead of investing in a program Idiots. and giving some scholarship and, and letting these guys be both good athletes and, 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 and scholars, they are now playing D3. They got this little yes. high school-sized stadium down in Hyde Park. And think how wonderful that would have been if they'd have had a big yes. stadium there and had 50,000 people coming in there for games instead of having – Illinois being our our representative in the Big Ten, and then then Northwestern. Pardon the the disrespect to Tito, yep. but I mean Chicago could have been big time. Yes, and these these people that think you got to choose one or the other, the 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 football enhances the whole school. So yeah, they, they these these guys blew it. All right, number uh, they did blow. Number number three. Number three. Three. Yeah, now number three is kind of that school that sort of did it for a while, Georgia Tech, huh. down right in downtown Atlanta, really the, the only big city east of the Mississippi River that had big-time football. They were so big, they were part of the original SEC. Yeah, John Heisman himself coached there. They won national championships in 2017 and 2000, or in 1917 and 19. 19- 28 yeah and even 52 and they had they also have the record for the most lopsided win with the 222 to zero game <laughs> over Cumberland so they were really good but they couldn't keep up I mean they didn't like what Bear Bryant was doing he was giving scholarships to 200 players and and and, and sandbagging players and so they decided now nah, we don't want to be in the SEC so what <laughs> they do they withdrew from the conference that would have made them really good, went independent for a while. Now they've, now they've begged their way back into the ACC. Now they do at least have their stadium in the campus, and it's in the metro area in, in Atlanta. And it's a nice little stadium, but it's a small-time program. I mean, Georgia Tech has not been relevant any time in the last 70 years. So Fantastic. Anyway. I, I didn't know any of that. Number number two. Number two is Miami, the University of Miami. And now, again, they private schools, so they don't have some of the advantages of these big public schools. But they were in the early conferences, the, the Southern Inter- Intercollegiate Conference. They went independent for a bunch of years. They were part of the Big East. Then they were, of course, in the ACC. Now, their problem is they always wanted to be big time. They didn't care about the academics. Their problem was, guess what? They didn't have a stadium. They used the Orange Bowl. They yeah. used these off-campus sites. They used Hard Rock uh, Stadium now. So they could have had this wonderful private university like Notre Dame with a big stadium in Coral. Think of Coral Gables, Florida, just outside Miami. That's where their campus is. Have your Have your stadium there and have some tradition and build a big-time program there. I mean, Miami, you blew it. 
Wow, this is a fantastic list. All right, let's go. Let's go. Number one, Poppy. Number one. Number one. Close to your heart, Andy. Close to my heart. Huh? The University of California, Los Angeles, yes. UCLA. Yes. They've been playing football for over a hundred years. They have one national championship back in 1954, and that was back in the days when they were probably five or six national champions every year. <laughs> Because they have these different poles. Yeah. But think about yeah, think about what they could have done there in Westwood. They they built Poly Pavilion, and what did that do? That gave them ten basketball championships. They had yes. a dynasty there because they had a nice facility in that beautiful campus. And but no, there's not enough room. Well, there's enough room for these two big country club golf courses right around the outside of UCLA. And, and and the Rose Bowl is 25 miles away, and it takes you an hour to get there. They should have 30,000 students coming into these games. And, and it just takes so much time and effort for these students to get from Westwood or, or around the campus over to the Rose Bowl, which is a nice enough stadium, but it's, like you said, a multi-use, not a, not a university school. And so UCLA could have been dominant. They could have been the the Alabama of the West. Yeah, and instead they've been they've been very below mediocre. And it's a great point about Pauley Pavilion because they are the Oklahoma of the West when it comes to basketball, and it's because they had some identity. They had the you know right on campus, and you know yeah. playing at the Rose Bowl yeah. definitely killed the program. All right, very good. I agree with all of those. I learned a ton, and now time for the honorable mention before we get <laughs> input from uh, from Burnsy and Big Game here. Okay, I also just wanted to give a shout-out to some of these other schools. San Diego State, for example, from the old WAC conference, and we've been to San Diego State a bunch of times, but yeah. their problem was the same. They, they used Jack Murphy, Murphy Stadium all those years, and now finally they've got their own stadium. Just that opened the last couple of years. It's called, I think, Snapdragon Stadium, right. and it's going to be nice. It's right on campus, and it's going to be a big deal for them, but they missed a lot of years where they could have been something. SMU is another one. Dallas, big-time market, very early success. Doak Walker yeah. was the All-American there, big-time program. But what did they do? They played in the blasted Cotton Bowl and later Texas Stadium. There was nothing on their campus until 2000. So they went through the death penalty. Their program was trying to be good when they didn't have the facility, and so they blew it. And finally, I just got to throw another dart at USC because here they were. Utah shows up for this big game last week. They had 61,000 fans there, which is the biggest crowd they're going to have all year, by the yes. way, probably. And, and it, it's a capacity of, I mean, when, when you take all the, all the covers off the seats, you could put 110,000 people in that place. And so it's really underutilized. And, and USC probably had a little different issue than UCLA because UCLA is a big public school. They could have had the money. USC, they're also wealthy, but they don't have the same kind of campus. It's much smaller. They probably could have been. It had been a bigger struggle for them to have their own campus. But anyway, they could have been. Now UCLA's had some success, but not not much in the last twenty years. Yeah, so, not nearly as much as they as they should have. It's a lot more fun. Let me just say, it's a lot more fun picking picking schools that blew it than picking the best of the top five. It's, it's much more interesting for me to <laughs> come up with a list of the bottom the bottom five. <laughs> Well, that was my favorite list, probably that we've we've done. Let's go, uh, big game or Rustin? You got uh, any follow up questions for Poppy? Yeah, Poppy. I know. I'm thinking of this one school in particular because you kind of frown upon universities that share stadiums with professional teams. With that being said, yeah. I was looking at the Pitt Panthers. I know they've never really been super oh. relevant over the last 
50 years, but I'm seeing in the 50s they were good when they were independent. And, of course, they went yeah. to the Big East. Now they're in the ACC. But do they were they ever on your radar at all? Yes, they were. Uh, we actually saw the Utes. We, we, want, we went into Heinz Field to watch Utah come in there and play. I don't know what year it was. And it is. It, I mean, it's a beautiful stadium, but because it's got pro – a pro prison, so they put a lot of money into it. They're just you—you you would never know from going into the stadium and watching the game that Pitt had anything to do with it. Yeah, it's all about the Steelers and it's all about the pro game. And so, yeah, Pitt, Pitt probably booked too. They should be on here at least as an honorable mention. Very good, Bernsey. Hey, I got a quick question for you over here. Big game. Um, just asking okay. in particular. Wait, your big game? Yeah, Who are you? I'm big game. Okay, you're big game, and big game's Burns today. That's right. right That's right. <laughs> I mixed. I did. I mixed you up. I guess. Huh? No, you're, you're all good. We we just both are clamoring to ask you a question here because it's a great topic, and ultimately, a lot of these have had historical context, right? Value, like from the beginnings of yeah. the program, and now uh, we stand in the present day and age, and things haven't gone to plan. My question is: Are there any uh, collegiate programs that you think have missed the mark? and are now doomed for the next 30 years to be complete failures or completely off track? Like, we look at once proud programs like Nebraska right now. Are they in the, headed in the wrong direction? Who or, started good who started and now good have an opportunity now, to be bad for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyone yeah. in the last couple of years who you're like, oh, they're, they're, it's going to be a long, long time for them. Yeah, Nebraska's in a big bind because they're, they are a once proud program, but trying to coach kids to come there and play there in the Big Ten where there's other flashy schools in the Big Ten. And these, these, these students have all the access to all these, these, these universities with not just great facilities and great legacies, but also great uh, cities to live in and, uh, and college life. And so if I'm, a, if I'm an athlete and I've got an opportunity to go to Nebraska or even to a place like University of Utah or a place like, like uh, you know, <laughs> not not Indiana, but Ohio State, or, yeah, 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 or Michigan, yeah. any any other place in the Big Ten, or even in the ACC. Give me a place that has some fun around the campus more than just a historical college tradition. Okay, fantastic. That may have been my favorite list, and we need we maybe need to do another one where it's a kind of mocking uh, colleges <laughs> yeah. instead of being uh, glowing about them. So we'll figure out. What we're going to do going to do next week. That's Tailgate Tour with uh, Mr. Poppy. You hear it every week here on the Andy, Andy Thompson program with Rustin Burnside. And we'll do it again uh, next week. Poppy, enjoy college football uh, this weekend. Okay. Thanks, guys. Quick break. Back with more right after this. On-